Hello, and welcome to another episode of Growing Up Eight. Today's episode is entitled, The Only One in the Stands. It was cold outside. The rain came down in sheets, not gently, but with a power and building rhythm that was a little frightening if you were 12 years old. Looking up against the floodlights of the stadium, tiny silver bullets of rain shifted uniformly in the wind like a school of fish turning in unison to the current. We left, my brothers, me, and my older sister, heading for the car, an old midnight blue Chevy Impala station wagon parked in the distance near the exit in order to make the leaving more convenient. As an engineer, my dad had a reason behind every choice, even innocuous ones like where to park the car. It was a long, wet walk in the chill night air. There was no possible way we were going to watch a football game under these conditions, even if it was my brother Michael's big game against rival Joliet Catholic. It was crazy to think the officials would keep the boys playing. Insane. My father didn't come with us when we retreated to the car. I don't actually believe that he, any of us thought he would. He never had before, so why should tonight's miserable weather conditions be any different? We waited in the car for about 45 minutes, barely able to discern the happenings on the field by the dull red and rain-blurred glow of the distant scoreboard. The rain slackened to a drizzle, and the squad decided to abandon our dry post and march back to the stadium. As we approached the stadium, the rain again began to pick up, accompanied by a stiff north breeze. I sprinted and slid up the ramp, turning to look up into the stands, since we couldn't find my father under them. They were completely empty except for a lone figure sitting on about the 45-yard line halfway up. That fan was my dad. I learned more about him that night than I had in my 12 previous years of life. I stood for a moment getting soaked, staring at the sight, at the moment, absorbing its weight. I write about the football game to get across who and what my father was to each one of us. If there's ever a time in my life where I begin to feel overwhelmed in the avalanche that life can sometimes become, and trust me, many times it has caught me unawares and unprepared, I think about the example my father led with his life. He is both strong and proud of Italian and German blood, but also capable of quiet gentleness that simply cannot do him justice. This gentleness comes from a conviction that each one of his eight children is a success. It's a belief well as we as its target have trouble believing ourselves. He measures his success not through his eyes or his accomplishments, but through the eyes of each of his children and his uncanny sight to the small details of life that mark accomplishment, but stay obscured from the sight line of most. With all that said, he was a father, we as children, often had trouble understanding. He was quiet and seemed to have an inestimable energy to work, getting up at 4 a.m. each day only to be found snoring in his recliner after dinner. Still in a starched white shirt, sans tie, frustratingly for my mother, he would exchange a new one for one he wore to work each day, unconsciously doubling her ironing load. He could punish with a dramatic flair for the guilt trip, and he never seemed to know where anything was ever located in the house. David, do you know where mom keeps the dishes? To understand my dad, you must first understand the concepts of self-sacrifice, patience, understanding, optimism, hard work, and tolerance. I've never encountered anyone who embodies these qualities virtually every day of a life as he has. It takes a special person to be able to stay consistently positive for an entire lifetime. It's easy in our world to take the easy way, 
avoiding its puddles with a faint left or right and an easy penchant for quickly forgetting the trouble since we skillfully avoided it. Dad taught through multiple though painful examples that the easy way is not always the best way. Shame on the platitude, work smarter, not harder. My dad was on 24-7. In my dad's world and in mine, hard work paid off, not monetarily or materialistically, but where it mattered most, within the beating of your soul. I learned a great deal of my father that rainy Friday evening, and I know my siblings did as well. I just hope that I never forget and lose sight. Even a teacher can recognize a better instructor when one crosses his path. My father was and remains a great instructor, and I don't believe he will ever stop teaching me. It is a whispered prayer that he never does. My focus returned to my own daughter, Victoria, my 17-year-old, now running out onto the pitch to make her spot and take it among her soccer sisters. I was not alone in the nearby stadium. It was nearly empty, but it was beginning to thin out just as the rain came down, making a dull peeing sound on the metal bleachers surrounding me on this bitter February evening. I smiled to myself and strangely didn't notice the cold. 